Want to get variant sets of perspective? <laughs> Leave your ministry to your apostles. Yes, there was a consistent gospel that was preached, but there was also disagreement that created some factioning. Even today, we have those who want to stick to ways that seem so 1800s and others that want to move, well, someplace. But all this study about law leads us back to the beginning. For God so loved the world. If we forget that love is the basis of God's law, if we continue to name call on message boards and insist our ways are better than their ways, we, the myriad sides of the debates, forge our own ways away from God's way of love, love for even those we disagree with. Lawlessness, especially on message boards, even cloaked in anonymity, is a sure sign that sin is banging on our collective soul. Offering information for your mind, enabling transformation for your heart. A weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Sabbath School U. Like to welcome back our guests, guys. So good to see you. Please introduce yourselves and tell me which is what apostle is your favorite apostle. My favorite apostle. Well, let me introduce myself first, mm -hmm. Janelle. My name is Antokofa Nguenya, and my favorite apostle is Peter. Peter. Um, okay. Do you want us to t say why or? Yeah, well, I just want to know. Which okay, is, who that's is. fine. <laughs> um, my name is Marcellus Ashley, and Paul all day. Paul. Paul. Mm -hmm. All right. Robert Kennedy, and I got to go with Peter too, man. Peter. Yeah. Two Peters and a Paul. You guys are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong. Yeah. Thanks so much, Marcellus. Can you give us our scripture and then say yes. a prayer for us, please? Yes. I'll be reading from Romans seven twelve. Therefore, the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good. I'm going to pray. Father, I ask um, that you give us your spirit, you give us your will and your son. In his name, Jesus, amen. 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 Today we are talking about the apostles and the law, hence why I asked you all, what's your, who's your favorite apostle? Let me start off with a question here. Is righteousness just <clears throat> the absence of sin? Or is it something more? Marcellus, what do you have to say about that? He's <laughs> picking on you, man. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah I'm, I'm going to argue that it is just the absence of sin. Mm. But my, my argument would be based upon um, a cheat argument. Of that basically, I just think we don't understand what righteousness is. Right. And more importantly, we don't understand what sin is. And we don't understand mm -hmm. the effect that it has had on the universe since it came into existence. Um, and so that's me like bowing out of just being like, yeah. Yeah, no, we don't understand. But yeah, I would argue that it is just that and that their both righteousness is just a very, very complex thing that needs to be grasped and sought after. And sin is is a very, very destructive and just messy thing. That so, that, so then based on that, is it possible for anybody on earth to be righteous at all? Because, I mean, mm. we're born into sin, shaped in iniquity. You know, is, is it possible based on that definition? Well, I, I don't think I gave a definition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, however, I will again argue yes, then I will point to first Christ and All right. then um, okay. point, to, point back to, well, Paul will make this point several times, <laughs> basically Christ's righteousness, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Right. Um, and mm. So I would argue that yes, it, it's possible to, um, to know Christ and... Okay. Mm -hmm. And without having to understand righteousness, um, you can you could have it. Yeah. 
Hmm. This looks like how the apostles probably were going on in their day. Well, I Peter mean... would have won this argument. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. You know oh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I want to go a different way. I, in the context of earth, where we are, the word righteousness, if we're saying that righteousness is um, just the absence of sin, then there's really no way for each of us to, to, to be righteous because none of us, we're, we're born in sin, shaped in iniquity. None of us has been sinless. The only person that, that, that qualifies as that was, was Jesus Christ. You know, and I, and I wonder sometimes what even the definition of that is because I look at my kids and they do things that are wrong sometimes, mm -hmm. okay? And uh, as parents, we have to correct them. And I wonder, did, did Mary have to do that with Jesus? So, so what really counts as sin? So I think in, in the earth context, righteousness for me is more so the intent to be obedient, the intent mm. to have a relationship, the, the intent to touch and be in contact with, with God, our creator, consistently, because we're going to have moments where, where, where we mess up. Mm. So, you know, that, that for me is where my answer differ, differs a little bit from yours. You all look just like how the apostles looked, I'm sure, in Jesus' day. We're going to take a last supper picture. <laughs> <laughs> but let me ask you a question here. What, according to John, has always been the essence of the law? Let's take a look at 2 John 6. If someone can get to that, and we can take a look and we can read that. 2 John 6. You have it here? Sure. 2 mm -hmm. John. This is love that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment that as you heard, I'm sorry, that as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. So according to John... What has always been the essence of the law? Love. Love. Mm -hmm. Why? Without love, you can't... The law and the love are, are almost... There's a synergy between the two. Mm. So you can't love something. You can't, you can't obey rules right. if your heart's not in it. And you should be, your heart should be in it because you have that love for God. So I think, to me, that's, that's where the two are synonymous. Okay. Yeah. God gave us a law because he loves us. Sin is really, if I were to take the words right and wrong out of this, sin for me is when you do something and it starts a path that leads to some consequences that may not be good for you. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. So for, for me, God gave us the, the, the law. If, if, you go, if, if you talk about, if you get rid of the Ten Commandments and even go back to the Garden of Eden mm -hmm. where he simply said, don't eat from that tree. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't really that there was magic in the tree mm -hmm. so much. It may have been just him saying, I need, to, I need for you to recognize the value of obedience and choice. And if you make this choice, this is the repercussion or this is the consequence or this is the path that you're going to go down. But if you obey me, here is, here is, here is what love is going to be. Here's the fullness of everything. And this is mm. what you're going to be able to experience for the rest of your life for eternity. If you continue to obey me. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Why can't we claim to keep God's commandments if we don't demonstrate practical acts of love? You started to touch on that a little bit, but I'm just framing it a little bit differently. How do, 
Say that again. Say that again. Yeah. Why can't we claim to keep God's commandments if we don't actually demonstrate practical acts of love? Because he told us that. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, as simple as that. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, one of my favorite texts in the Bible is uh, 1 John 4, 8. Mm -hmm. He that loves not knows not God, for God is love. And so him telling us to keep my commandments, that, that's how you show him love. But aren't you just, if, if to take that argument, aren't mm -hmm. you just following rules? That To me, that's not really explaining what love is because... If Marcellus tells me, don't move this cup, I'm going to move it. But he says, if he says, hey, look, if you move this cup, my heart's going to stop beating. I'm right. not going to move that cup because right, but, I have that healthy mm. respect for him. Right. But at the, what I'm pointing out is the beginning of that where he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. He's pretty much telling you, this is the way that you show me mm -hmm. love. You know, so I'm not just kind of saying, here's a list of rules that you need to follow. I'm saying to you, look... You, do you have any questions about me? Do you have any um, thoughts about how you can please me? Here's the map. Here's the way to do that. If you, if you love me, keep my commandments. That's how you show it to me. Well, so Janelle, are you asking us practical acts of love, showing it to God or to individuals or both? Ah. Because you're, with, with, with what you're saying is showing, quote unquote, acts of love is just obedience. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to show Janelle a certain type of love or Marcellus a certain type of love. Well, what he's, what he's quoting from um, is John. It's, right. it's um, where we're in the Last Supper mm -hmm. and Christ is talking to his disciples and he tells them, he actually says it twice in, in, that, in his diatribe at that part. He says right. it twice to, if you love me, keep my commandments or you will keep my commandments. And the, he, give, he gives two, two commandments in that particular passage. Right. Mm -hmm. They're both the exact same thing. Yes. So he only mentions one commandment in relationship to, if you love me, keep my commandments. Right. Mm -hmm. And the commandment is, I don't remember what the commandment <laughs> is. <laughs> oh, is it lower than what you heard? No, no. The commandment one? is, um, a new commandment I give unto you, that you shall love one another uh, just as I have loved you. Right, okay. And he says that, actually, can we just go there? Because he ties it together. That would be, yeah, yeah. Go, um, go ahead and um, find that. He ties it together. He's saying, actually, also within that, is that loving others is loving me. Correct. And so it's not really, you're not taking one out of, out of the other. He is, it, it, it does go together. So if you do love him, you are going to love others. Um, he says that, I think we're um, in the sermon on the... I'm in John 13, which right. is the first place that he, that, okay. that he says this particular thing. He says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you, right. that you also love one another. Mm -hmm. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. That's 34. So that's the acts of love that you're talking about. How do we, how can you know, or I forget the question, but well, this is what, this but, is the commandment. The commandment is to love. Right. I, I mean, conceptually I can get there, but I can love God and not love the three of you guys. Does that make me... Nah, no, you no, no, no. How, so? How is that even possible? If, if, if I follow the word, why do I have to love you guys? Well, well but then you're not the word, following the word. Then you're not following the word. Because, you see, the word does say that you are supposed to love others. It's, Jesus goes on to say, if somebody wants to sue you, give them your tunic and then give them something else. If they want to, if they want to um, hurt you, let them. There's a lot of things, and, you know, I'm paraphrasing a little Correct. bit. I'm shortening up a little bit, paraphrasing. But he's kind of saying that 
you don't have time to get revenge. You don't have time to get to be evil. You don't have time to be spiteful. Because if you're busy loving me, you don't have time to be angry or to to get back or to harbor anything else. And the op I don't know if there's anything opposite of love than hate. I mean, if you don't love someone, then you'll disregard them in some form. If I if I don't love, okay. and, and, I mean, I, I can see do that. you see what I'm saying? If, yeah. if I don't if I don't love. Um, some, if I don't love my fellow man, then if I see them hurt mm -hmm. on the ground, I'm just going to step over them. But if I do have love, which is compassion and care for them, right. I'm going to stop and help them up. I'm right. going to stop and say, hey, do you need something? It's the Good Samaritan. It's, right? it's the Good Samaritan. Right. And, and with that comes that, that has to tie together. That's why Christ said, in 34 and 35, it's a new commandment. It really wasn't a new commandment right. per se, but he's emphasizing how much he wants us to get this concept right. that we have to love each other or you really don't love him. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And that, that goes back to the very first text that I brought up, 1 John 4, 8. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you don't love, he that loves not knows not God. Mm -hmm. So there's no way that you can love God and not love somebody else. And the love, doesn't the love come out through actual acts? Right. Because we can say we love someone, but how are we showing them that we love them? Mm. Something has to be done to show someone that we love them, correct? Right. Yeah. And so that comes, how do we show God that we love him? How do we show Jesus that we love him? By loving others. By loving others. By loving others. Right. And when we're loving others, with, with all that love that comes about, what are we then, we, we, we're not separating from the law, we're not separating from what he wants us to do, it actually comes together, right? right. I mean, because then it becomes, it becomes almost kind of easier. Once you put that love basis in there, it kind of becomes easier to do the things that he wants us to do. Mm -hmm. It's easier than if we love God and somebody has done us wrong, mm. say on, you know, let's take driving. Mm. Right. You know, it, depending on where you live, in certain areas, you could have a lot of traffic or you could have a whole lot of things. If we're really loving God and somebody cuts us off, <laughs> we have a choice to demonstrate our love for him. Are we just going to say, you know what, God bless you. Maybe you have somewhere to be. Maybe you're stressed. <laughs> Maybe you're stressed about something and we're going to let it go. Right. Or are we going to react? Yeah. Because there's something, with the love comes some kind of action, Right. right? Well, see, this is where I think the, a, a, a real problem comes in is mm. I think that, that love can express itself in so many... Well, God yeah. is love. And so right. since God can express himself in so many different ways, love can express itself in so many different ways. Yeah. And so what does that actually look like in that situation? And I don't know, it's difficult to say that one... I can't think of a specific example <laughs> that would sound inappropriate but still be love in that scenario mm -hmm. but that's my question i guess that i'm throwing out is so then what does that love look like practically as we've been trying to put well have you heard the story of and this may be a, a story that kind of asks about the the law and morality and and love so the, the story where the, the man a man has a daughter or son that is sick mm -hmm. and almost terminally sick and there's a medication that he needs and he does not have the money to purchase this medication and so he knows that his son or his daughter or his child is going to die and what he does is he breaks into a pharmacy to get this medication so now he's committing a crime is to to express 
love in some way. So what's the connect or what's the disconnect there? Is Do, do I have to uh, obey every law in this case? Uh, am I not committing a sin? What, what's going on there? That's tough. Well, I can't answer that. <laughs> I'm going to say... Yes, and part of part of part of the love of God is allowing God. Part of loving Him is allowing Him to be Him. Right. Mm -hmm. Is allowing is the faith that comes along with the love. Right. Because we don't always know an answer, but if God says, "Thou shalt not steal," and we love Him, and we're, we're going to allow, we're going to trust, we're going to ask, we're going to there's a there's we're going to try every other way, mm -hmm. and allow His decision in the mm -hmm. end to be His decision. It's com I'm not saying that it's easy. Right. And. It, well, that's, that's something my that concept. I would, what, oh, well, I'm, I was about to refer to something that, an, another study. Mm -hmm. right. um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that's all <laughs> right. With the, Christ talks about the heart of a matter. So right. not just lusting, not just murdering, but the way you are inside, right? right? And so that makes me wonder then, um, is that actually stealing? Because if it's, if it's in this, coming from this place of love right. that God is Rahab lying to, um, yeah. to I always Jericho. That. Is yeah. that actually a lie? Because right. it's, and um, I can't remember, oh man, I just read this the other day, but someone um, mentions her doing that right. as a justification. Yeah. Jacob's mom lied. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could even talk about, that. I mean, the children of Israel mm -hmm. in going to the promised land, they were killing how many people? I mean, the law says do not kill. Mm -hmm. You know, but they were following a command. And is, is that a command of love where you're going around massacring and killing all these people to get where you want? These are, I mean, there, uh, there's no, it, it is, a, I'm going to say that these are difficult things and, and right. it's not just so seamless. Right. And we have to constantly, I think the key part is, is one, did God tell us? Did he tell us? Did he really come down and tell us? Is there confirmation? Is mm. it, do we know? Is it, is this what he wants us to do? Because it's not just based on ourselves or what we want. Right. It always goes back to what is his desire? What does he say? Mm -hmm. What does he have for us? And what is he telling us to do? And we know that whatever it is, it's not about our glory, it's about his glory. That's right. So at the end, if it's just to make us comfortable <clears throat> or to justify ourselves, we can already just scratch that off. It's, it's not, not love, love right. because it's not about him. Everything that is done at the basis of it. All of it has to come about Four. his glory, right. coming to his glory. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's not cut and dry. Life is not always as cut and dry as we sometimes make it. So I really right. appreciate those are good questions. And <laughs> I'm going to sit around and think about that. I'm going to bring that up over Sabbath dinner sometime and see what people say. <laughs> Let me ask you the question here. How can a Christian strive to serve the law of God with a free conscience and not be plagued by guilt? Hmm. Well, if we're looking at the mathematics of uh -huh. what we've just said, A plus one plus two plus, if we're going just by the book, the answer is love. But I don't know, again, what that is going to look like. But clearly the answer is going to be love. I mean, I think you have to be able to demonstrate the love that we're, that we're consistently speaking about and all all aspects of our life. So I think you have to be very consistent. And I think, not even I think, I am positive that love, love of mankind is selfless love. Mm. You can't you can't have any sort of malice or mm -hmm. or in you know intent, mm. you know you know things that are going to cause harm for, for folks and then say, oh, well, I did it because I love you. Like that's not how it should work. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to be very selfless. Mm 
in the love that you're demonstrating to your husband, to your wife, to your kids, right. to the fellow man. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's a way to have that without any guilt or any stains on your conscience. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Somebody take a look at John 16. Let's look at verse 13 right here. Can you, can you read out for us? Yeah, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Mm. Can I read that from uh, my version? Mm -hmm. It's not King James? Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> it's contemporary English, and I like this because it, it makes a few things a little bit more clear to me, and it simply says, the spirit shows what is true and will come and will guide you into the full truth. The Spirit doesn't speak on his own. He will tell you only what he has heard from me, mm. and he will let you know what is going to happen. I, I, I have to say something. Mm -hmm. I have to stop. Because this, we've been talking about love. What is love? Right. And we, we see it right here. We see we, the Godhead. Mm -hmm. Three, God. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? They're, they're God. Mm. But the Spirit does not speak on his own authority. Mm. He speaks what he hears. He submits to the rest of the Godhead. This is in 16. Mm -hmm. Now, this isn't this, this specific phrase that he doesn't speak on his own authority isn't exclusive to the Spirit. If we go back to 14 mm -hmm. in verse t 10, he'll say, Do not believe that I am, do you not believe that I'm in my Father and the Father in me? Mm. The words that I speak, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. So the Son submits. Mm -hmm. So even in the Godhead, you have this, this selfless love that you're talking right, about. Right. They, they're doing things for each other. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's, isn't that how we're supposed to live our lives? Supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to. I mean, there are a lot of things that we're supposed to do, but I think, I mean, just hearing those two verses together, I right. can't say that I've ever heard them used as a parallel, so that makes me take a step back and say, wow, like, okay, so mm -hmm. there is some sort of, I don't want to use the word hierarchy, mm. but there is some sort of respect. Mm -hmm. Even though they're omnipotent, omniscient, there is, so, there is, that means there's some semblance of balance that God the Father isn't just, just this guy that's like, hey, do everything, and then, the, you know, the Son and, and, and the Holy Spirit are like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? It's almost... <laughs> well, that, that's there, the thing is we'll even have in... I'm not going to go to the verse yeah. I don't remember it, but even in this same book, mm -hmm. we'll see John say that Christ says mm -hmm. that the Father has given him all authority. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's... You're, just like you're saying, yeah, the Father isn't just somewhere just running everything Correct. and giving out orders. Yeah. He's saying, well, son, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Mm. It's, it's and the son's like a, saying, yeah. well, let me ask the spirit. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And the spirit's saying, well, I don't say anything that the father does. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I like that. And for us, that's how, you know, when we were talking about how do we know and what should we do, but that's how we're supposed to live our lives. Right. Everything still goes back to what does the father say? What does our father say for us? What is he telling us to say? What is he telling us to do? Have we checked it out? Have we sat and spent time? Have mm. we listened? Have we taken you know, shut some things out and shut some things down to really be able to hear. Because how we go about every day in our everyday lives, that our everyday lives is our, that's our sermon. That right. is our sermon. That's good. 
And so, <laughs> sorry, bless sorry. the Lord. <laughs> but that's our every because when you look at Christ and you look at the law, you look all of these things coming together. Every day that we are obedient, every day that we love, every day that we show all of that, that is, we're, we're, we're given sermons, little mini sermons mm. on what, how Christ lived his life and what he has demonstrated for us. Right. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, uh, a pastor once told me that that's, that's what discipleship is. Mm -hmm. So the four of us here, we're discipling to, our, to, to, the, to each other because... Mm -hmm we're growing in some of the things that we, we may not be strong in. So if, if the four of us are walking down the street and I'm a pastor, I'm going to teach you guys some of the things that I learned. And if you're a minister, you're going to teach me some things that I don't know. So I think that's, that's what you're saying. Like mm -hmm. our lives are the gospel or are many sermons, as, as you so eloquently put. So I think that's, that's what we need to focus on, not only love, but how are we going to be demonstrating that in practical, applicable ways? Right. Right. And it, th there's so much noise in, in the world. We're talking about, um, you know, we're talking about social media and those things before we're in the information age. You can get anything you want. There's so much noise that it's the very definition mm -hmm. of that word that causes so much confusion for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And if we can get back to the definition, if we can get back to just knowing that love is the very essence mm -hmm. of, of God and really just looking, seeking to please him in that way, then I think we, we have a different perspective on life. Because we know from Christ to say, just doing alone mm -hmm. without the love or the essence or the heart there is not going to save us. Right. Like we, uh, he says that, right? I mean, mm -hmm. he said, you, it's, it's more than just, than just doing things or just going oh, about checklist. thinking, checklist right. or having an appearance and so forth. If our heart is not in it, and if it's not going back to just really um, understanding, as we read in the beginning, as you read um, so eloquently before, the law is holy and the, commandment, and the commandment holy and just and good. We can't say that it's just and good if there's not love, if we don't understand it from also a heart perspective. Mm -hmm. If it's just in the mind, then it's just the law is the law. Right. But the holy, the just, the good comes in from our hearts. Right. Am I, what do you what do y'all say say about that? What do y'all think? <laughs> Marcellus has it. it. Well, something that um, that I've heard a, a lot in this in these Sabbath school lessons that have been brought up are um, Christ saying the greatest commandment um, that you love God more than everything. I forget the exact the specific wording, <laughs> but that you love God more than anything. And the second is like it, you love your neighbor as yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. And I forget my point. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> but that is how, but that, that is how the two come together. Right. The commandment is the overarching elements of all of these laws and all of the commandments, the principle that is over top underneath is the principle of love. Mm -hmm. That has to be there. Because mm -hmm. if not, then we're just doing, then we'll, we'll, we'll go to the legalism of we're not supposed to do this. So you're going to suffer, but just hold on, you know, like how they did in the olden days in the Sabbath. I know that your donkey is on the side of the road and it's hurt and it's injured, right. but it's just going to have to wait till sunset. Right. No, we're, the love is going to say, we're going to pick up that donkey. We're going to do this. Mm -hmm. We're going to help it out because we do love it. 
each other and we love Christ. Right. Absolutely. I want to thank you all so much for being here once again and having such an enlightening discussion with some things we'll definitely go back and think about. If you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschool.org. Remember, the goal of Bible study is information and transformation. It's for the heart and for the head. For Sabbath School U, I'm Janelle. Thank you.